Hello, this is Jeff Cullen and I'm Mark Hughes. And welcome to episode one of season two of the Connect 2 podcast. Hi, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm doing great. This is very exciting to be uh, trying an experiment. Uh, hopefully uh, this will work. Maybe this becomes a new thing. We are going, uh, we're recording this and we will put this up on uh, YouTube, our YouTube channel. Yeah. And um, see how it goes. I suspect it probably will start on my YouTube channel and we'll, uh, we'll migrate it, migrate yeah. it over. Yep. Um, but yeah, so this is season two. Uh, we did 52 weeks without break. That's uh, right. For, uh, for, for our first season. Um, and um, if you're new to the channel, uh, rate, review, and subscribe. Um, today we have our treat is from is a cronut. Oh, it's phenomenal! Uh, and it's from uh, it's from Barrow. Oops, hang on a sec. Here in Edmonton, mm -hmm. look at this. This is oh my god. Is, oh, and it weighs about a pound and a half. It is huge. A pound of that being butter, I'm sure. But yeah, it's it's really good. Not for the faint of heart. <laughs> no, exactly. And um, uh, and today we have coffee. Mm. Our coffee is uh, made in a pour over. This is what a pour over looks like. Um, mm. Man, that's uh, good. Ooh. I just need to read the details on the coffee. Mm -hmm. So it is from Jabba Roasters out of uh, Toronto, Ontario. Uh, th this is called Danielle Fonseca from Brazil. Oh, interesting. And should have notes of berry compote. Mm -hmm. Cranberry, mm -hmm. candied fruit, and chocolate mousse. Oh my god, that's a good coffee. That is good coffee. Fonseca makes me think of that uh, company that was involved with all of the uh, uh, financial scandals. Right? It was a law firm or an investment firm. Really? I think that was down in Brazil. One of these, uh, I can't remember the name of, it was Fonseca something, but it was like a an investment company that was basically used as a like a shelter people were hiding all their money oh really it was in a, yeah they um it was those panama papers yeah i think it was in panama actually it's a very uh it's a very spanish and uh portuguese name it's yeah Fonseca, so there you go okay uh all right. what's so, your dad joke today <laughs> in uh honor of the new uh streaming show on disney plus Say Star Wars related dad joke. Excellent. Did you did you know that Obi Wan has a younger brother? No, he's his not. name is Obi Two. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, um, um, I've ordered a chicken and an egg from Amazon. I'll let you know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, uh, what two things did you learn? Uh, Oh, by the way, this uh, this uh, cronut is a strawberry. It's strawberry filled, so it's got strawberry jam or something inside, and it's uh, uh, it's strawberry cheese. Oh yeah, not it's, cheesecake. Man, cheese, so. it's it's phenomenal. What have I learned? What did a couple you learn? things. Uh, sometimes we we talk about planetary stuff. I just learned that Pluto has the planet Pluto or the planetoid Pluto has some unexplainable uh, volcanic activity. And they say unexplainable because I guess one of the things that can power volcanic activity is the tides, right? Like it's the gravitational pull mm -hmm. that causes deep in the earth, like a, like a pushing and pulling, right? And it just generates heat. They say Pluto is too far away for that. And the other thing is like a decay of uh, radioisotopes in the core and they're, they're, they, of course, they've never been to Pluto physically, but they don't think that the composition of it should be supporting that much radioactive, but there's active volcanoes and they don't really understand why. So I find that stuff just fascinating. I do too. I think, yeah. uh, well, and how they figure it out. I mean, they have some, some, um, uh, spaceship that they send whizzing by. Yeah, that's and then right. They learn so much. That's with right. Non -contact. It, took, it took nine years to get there, right? So yeah. it went by in 2015, and are still analyzing the data. Yeah. you know, today type thing. So, so I, I learned that. Uh, I also learned that there's some very weird people um, in my circle of acquaintances <laughs> who post things on Facebook, 
and I and I struggle. I struggle because I don't well, I don't like to be political. Well, I do, but I I don't. <laughs> and and but sometimes people just post stuff, and it, it literally takes me like two minutes to debunk it. And I'm always tempted. Like, should I should I go back on Facebook and say you're wrong, <laughs> or should I just let it go? So I just saw one this week. Somebody uh, said, "Oh, uh, the ring finger." You know, we wear our ring on our on our ring finger because it didn't say because we thought, but it said because there's a vein that goes from your ring finger straight to your heart called the uh, vena amore, and it's the only vein in your body. And I was like, I don't think that's how veins work. So two second look up on Google. Sure enough, it's what they used to believe in the time of ancient Egypt and ancient Rome, um, which I guess we've been wearing rings on that finger ever since, well, but actually long since debunked this idea of a long vein. And I'm just like, well, and different countries use different, use the same ring finger, but, but use the different hand. Well, I would assume that if you have one on this side, which you don't, but if you'd had, you would have had, you know, because body symmetry, but I'm like, why wouldn't you take a minute to just look that up? So yes, that's what we used to believe. So I, I just, uh, I waited an hour and then I let it go. <laughs> I didn't respond because I don't like to make trouble. Well, all I, that off. I'll tell you one thing that I learned this this, this past week uh, was, well, uh, you know that the stock market kind of has had a big retraction. Yeah, it's been a bit rough. Yeah, I think that's a bit of an understatement, hmm. but yeah. Um, but and hmm. I attributed there was a there was a crash of crypto, and it was to the tune of about. Uh, 50% of the value, like, and, right. but I had no idea on the scale and scope of it and how bad it was. And I, I thought it was just related to this retrenchment related to the, and mm -hmm. it's got nothing to do with that. So there, uh, there was this guy, he's a South Korean. Oh yes. I can't remember what his name is, but, um, he started, um, this, so crypto, Crypto, the problem with crypto, or one of the big problems, is the excessive volatility. Right. So uh, way back in the day with fiat currency, so like the US dollar or whatever, at one point in time, you had whatever you had for printed paper was backed by gold in Fort Knox. Yeah, the gold standard, right? Yeah, that or was the, the gold standard. Or the pound, that's why also the pound sterling, because yeah. it used to be... Yeah, and that was, but that's going back... That was dropped in the early 70s. That's right. Um, so now fiat money is not really backed by anything. They can print as much as they want. Yep. But With uh, all of the requisite challenges tied to that. Exactly. Inflation. And, yeah. yeah. So the problem with crypto is they have some of the cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, for instance, mm. or Ethereum. It's just super volatile. It's just mm -hmm. all over the map. And where that causes problems is... If you want to use it as like a transactional device, you you don't know, like even with crypto, uh, Bitcoin, it might take hours to finish a transaction. And the amount you think you paid could vary quite dramatically from the amount that you paid Right. once, once it gets through. So you think you're buying a $3 coffee and you're <laughs> actually buying a $4 coffee or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. It can go either direction. So they have this concept called uh, stable coin. So a stable coin is one where the value is, mm. is stable. It, it is pegged to um, something, and, and usually it's the American dollar. So, you know, one stable coin is mm -hmm. one, one dollar US. Or a fraction of. And then they use a second uh, blockchain algorithm to create the balancing associated with that and you trade on one and but it converts into this second stable coin so they call it an algorithmically uh, based uh stable coin man that was good so anyway there was this guy this south korean guy mm -hmm. uh, was, you know i don't know how old he is he looks young uh, he's definitely younger than me okay <laughs> which doesn't mean anything um but uh, he started this company. There are two companies. One is Terra and one is Luna. And uh, um, interesting. And, and this is to yeah. create, this is to create a, I think his company is called Terra. 
and the the bitcoin was called luna mm. and uh it grew really fast it was a stable coin it looked pretty solid it was a real deal it got the was the fourth most uh, valued uh, in terms of uh, aggregate value for, okay. for the for the coin um, of all of them, so like Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Luna really? was number four. Wow. Made it to number four. Interesting. Fairly over the past few years. And okay. It's not a overnight sensation, but is pretty pretty recent. Right. Anyway, um, well, so the problem with the algorithmically based one is if you have a run on it you can lose control of the stability and then everything goes to crap. Aha. So um, the crash was related and they're not sure if it was hackers that intentionally did Ooh, this. Oh, interesting. Or uh, somebody who's very rich who intentionally tried okay. to manipulate it. Elon. <laughs> Maybe. Because <laughs> um, this guy, uh, the, the guy that founded it, he, he was a bit of a, a bit of a jerk and a, a bit of a... Uh, a bit a bit full of himself and he really he was taunting billionaires surprising seems like a bad idea seems like a bad idea uh anyway wow. so he did that and uh and the value of the the value of the um luna went so if you invested a million dollars yeah you know at its high right uh, it would be worth about three dollars three dollars yeah it's basically completely wow. busted that out. is so that that thing where they say that crypto has gone in half <laughs> it's it it has gone in half in the aggregate in the aggregate but certain but, but luna is like picking, so it's smokes. the fourth biggest one there were billions of dollars wiped just out destroyed just money. absolutely destroyed and so, uh, and the problem is because it's a stable coin, people were putting their saving, like significant right. life savings of in course. it because it's tied and it should, <clears throat> should be a nice, safe way to keep your money in crypto. Yeah. I keep my money in tulips. See, old school, uh, <laughs> nothing go wrong there. Tulips and beanie babies. Um, that's terrible, but. So there you go. Not totally unexpected, right? No. And uh, and I've been hearing a lot that, um, yeah, so Netflix um, and a lot of these streaming services, there's going to be some kind of correction. There, um, there's, there's been... Uh, Scott Galloway was talking about it. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, firings going on. Yeah. Uh, Netflix got rid of a bunch. Um, did Amazon? I think Amazon did. They just had, yeah, they just got rid of a bunch of people. I guess part of what I heard is that they, they did some, they crunched some numbers and, you know, when Netflix started, they didn't create content. So it was a big spend to get licensing. Mm -hmm. But ever since all of the competitors have jumped into the ring and basically now they're competing on content creation, which is very expensive. Yeah. And I mean, they make some of these, you know, we watch some of these shows that we've talked about. They're, uh, they're not, low cost productions right no so i guess it turns out that they're spending something like three thousand dollars per subscriber oh on my. content really well, well that's the total cost content plus all of the infrastructure and you know no one's going to pay three thousand dollars a year to subscribe to this no so they've got a real problem yeah. now they're not by they're not alone like all of the ones that are uh, so i guess the prediction is there's going to be some kind of correction in the business model when it's going to be more fee for, you know, certain shows you might just have to pay or more tiered, <clears throat> uh, which of course is going to then impact uh, subscribership. Right. So it's going to be interesting to see what shakes out in the next few years with all of the streaming stuff. Well, the thing I find interesting too, is uh, there was a study done in the States and, and this is particularly a Netflix issue is apparently it is pretty common with Netflix for people to share their login well, credentials. Well, that's another thing they were get, they're going to start cracking down More on than that, right? any other service, Netflix in particular yep. hasn't, where, you know, parent gets a Netflix account and then they give it to their kids and they're, right. I mean, they don't live at home and they're, yeah. they're streaming the service. And um, I mean, I do really appreciate being able to use my device. And so I was in... Um, 
so I have uh, Optic TV. Okay. Which is uh, uh, from TELUS, not yep. a sponsor. Um, and uh, so even though my box is here, I have login credentials for my iPad. I can actually connect into and, and watch. I can't watch things that are recorded, but I can record things on my PVR. Oh, okay. 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 Um, but I can, there's most of the channels I can watch from wherever with my iPad. Right. So I so in particular, because right now the Oilers are in the playoffs. Still in the game. Still in the game. Yeah. Made it to round three. That's right. Which is pretty amazing. Yep. Um we're not getting overly excited though. We're just, we're just <laughs> taking it day by day to see I'm what's gonna excited. happen. So, um, uh, whatever. But but uh so I went to Newfoundland and while I was in Newfoundland I was uh, able to watch on my iPad, streaming it on cellular data, which I checked and I have lots of data. <laughs> yeah. And by watching my Optic TV, I watched it. Uh, so, and it was funny because I was in Newfoundland. It was three and a half hours different. Right. And the game where they, the game before that they clinched it, was um they, it was a particularly late start so mm. in edmonton it mm. was an 8 30 start okay so like like midnight there <laughs> yes it was midnight yeah. to start start to get but you're on and vacation, typically so. a game go go for two and a half yeah three hours right this so yeah game. it was yeah so i'm yeah. sitting there lying in bed trying not to disturb my wife and son and watching the game on my ipad nice <laughs> anyway so technology is amazing so i i mean i think I don't think streaming is going to go away, uh, but it'll be interesting to see how that kind of develops, I guess. Yeah, right? exactly. So, yeah. Um, so um, I thought today we would, uh, because we've gone through a whole year's worth of... of First uh, of all, let me say, seasons. it blows my mind that we've done this. This is our 53rd week now. Yes, exactly. It doesn't seem like we had that much to talk about, but, uh, <laughs> you know. And if I try to recall like how long we've been at this, it just doesn't seem like that. So that's pretty exciting stuff. I've really Enjoy. enjoyed the process. Yeah, the uh, process has been great. It is, uh, we've certainly got it down to uh, to a bit of a rhythm. Hence uh, our taking a, a shot here at the uh, at the video market, adding a whole dimension, a whole sense. Yeah, we'll see how this looks. We're supposed to be looking at the camera uh, occasionally, occasionally. I suppose. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> right we're new at the old video things so. yeah so uh um, sit there like a newscaster <laughs> so what did you like about last year in terms of what what do you appreciate about doing well, podcasts? I, I guess there's a couple things first of all uh the time that we get to spend because so, so before we do it let's reintroduce this. what are you doing when you're not podcasting what am i doing when i'm not podcasting i am right now trying to uh not trying i am i'm doing I'm relaunching my my professional practice as a consultant with a particular focus on exit planning and something we call value creation, which mm -hmm. is really like renovating your business, making it buyer ready like you would with uh, like a property. But it's much more complex, obviously. It's yeah, more so, than this, a so this is for owners that are looking. This is for business owners who are, well, you know, we sort of say who are looking to exit. The reality is everybody eventually is going to exit, whether you do it know on purpose it or, or not it or want it or not uh that's just the way it is um but yeah so it's business owners who are hopefully far out enough you know the sooner you start the more runway you have to clean up the business clean up your personal finances and and make it you know, sellable yeah put a management team in place the more you can make it independent from the owners or owner then the more attractive it is, right? Yeah. If, if it's not, it's it can be very lucrative. It can be what we would call a lifestyle business. And there's people who pull down some pretty good money, but you got to be there to you know crank the. Uh, it's like the you know the monkey with the, the thing. If the you're not beating, if you're not beating the symbols, uh, everything comes to a halt. A saleable business is different, right? It's it's processes. It it runs itself. You've got people in place. And as a buyer comes in, that's what they're looking for. They, they're looking they for something that is yeah. not dependent upon well, you. Well, that's right, because most owners want or have to exit, you know, and, and 
and also you don't want to be tethered to your business you know the more that you have to uh, compromise like there's something called you know where the owner will finance it basically you're allowing payout over an amount of time there's risk you're you're tethered to the thing so the cleaner you can have the sale i think the better you are so that's that's kind of my primary thing also teach you know uh, business school which is uh, a couple hours a week you know and um which I do enjoy, not so much the paperwork, but I do enjoy the student interaction. That's awesome. And then uh, just trying to stay out of trouble the mm-hmm. rest of the time. Excellent. And you? Well, uh, so I'm, uh, I used to be an engineer and now I'm a, I'm a photographer, Mark Hughes Photography. Yeah, I don't uh, have cups. You have, you have a big cup there. Yeah. Or big MH logo. Photography. Um, I, uh, so Oops. I used to be an engineer. I, started a forensic engineering firm which is uh, engineering for insurance companies basically right uh to provide them technical csi support. yeah technical very technical stuff that's right know how things work yes. um and why things happen and we uh we grew the company and yep. um we used a bunch of um uh we used some management consultants who really helped us out right um, they were phenomenal and um basically most engineering businesses, the engineers that are really good technically end up being in a position to supervise people, even though they have no specific right. training of that. So essentially what we did is we hired this consultant who taught us how to be managers right, in a very practical way. And uh, we did that over a number of years. And then that started, that for me was an eye opener because all of a sudden we discovered the secret sauce to being able to be successful right and we had some pretty ambitious goals um we wanted to be the first choice for insurance companies across the country yep and um a few years ago um we realized that growing organically was we were never going to be able to do that we either had to acquire somebody or be acquired right right i remember that and then we ended up uh, meeting another company that was very similar based out of montreal and they were looking to do the same thing. Opposite direction. Opposite direction. <laughs> and uh, so we already realized we kind of had the com- country split in half. We had sure. the West, they had the East. Yep. So we merged. And uh, we realized our BHAG, our big, hairy, audacious goal about yep. two years before. Because we became the, that that company that, that was the firm. first choice yeah. for insurance nationally for insurance companies across yeah. the country. Yeah. And, um, fortunately for me, that also provided me an opportunity to, to be in a position to be able to exit because I thought I was in the freedom 75 plan. <laughs> and, um, and like a lot of owners, right? Yeah. And, cool. uh, and then, um, you know, circumstances changed a bit for us and I was able to, to leave so i did and uh so kind of semi-retired and did the my passion your passion photography photography i really like i really like taking great photos and and your work is is quite stunning yeah so i do lots of pet photography i do uh personal portraits family photos occasional weddings not a right. big part of what I do. I, don't, I only want to do smaller a lot of great landscape stuff too. and a lot of yeah, yeah. landscape yeah. stuff um you know not great money in the landscape stuff except if you're teaching it which right. I also teach oh there you go I teach photography I also teach uh, I also uh yeah do pet specific stuff I thought the uh, landscape stuff you'd more sell as I sell some pieces almost like an art piece yeah, right? yeah. they would be more yeah. art, but it's uh that's a harder sell because it's a it's a very visual world with a lot of a lot of great photographers right. out there. So, so the firm, uh, do you guys have an office in Winnipeg? No. Oh, I was wondering about that. That's one yeah. of the places we don't have. Yeah. Well, it's so you it's not we they because they, it used to right. be we it's sure. now they. What about so Saskatchewan? Uh, nope. That oh. was all serviced out of okay out of Alberta, Calgary, and Vancouver. Right. So we three in the west. And then um, they have an they office have in Toronto, uh, Ottawa, Montreal. Uh, how not how, how I thought it was Moncton. It's Moncton. Moncton. Yeah. It's Moncton. Yeah. And then Moncton does like all the whole of Maritimes. The yeah. Maritimes. Yeah. Very cool. So yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. 
Excellent. Uh, so um, back to what we we're saying, liked about last season. I, I appreciated the the breadth of what we talked about. Mm -hmm. I like mm -hmm. the fact because what I find is I consume social media regardless of if we're doing a podcast. Right. But the thing about it is that it makes me pay a bit more attention to it. Sure. And I'm actually looking at things that are a little bit more relevant. Right. Like not so just uh, it gives it a certain purpose. Well, you, so just so if I have a, scrolling, all yeah. Day. So if I have a yeah. choice between looking at a video <laughs> that is of some interesting scientific phenomena right. or uh, top ten movies you should have watched but didn't, I'm going like, ah, uh, oh, you know, yeah, right. Because then you know maybe that's something that would be interesting. So sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like last week, yeah. I also looked at how Shazam works. I think I might have talked how about Shazam that. How Shazam works? Yeah. Do you know what Shazam is? Well, I know the character. No, no, no. So Shazam is an app oh, on okay. your phone. If you, uh, you, you, okay, so maybe I'll go through. Yeah. No, I do not know how Shazam works. So Shazam is. I would just be yelling into the phone, Shazam, <laughs> expecting me to transform into something. So if you're if you're at a place and you hear this music and you go like, ah, oh, I really like that music. Oh, okay. I have something called Soundhound. Which is yeah, Soundhound is no good. But oh, Shazam really? is phenomenal. Okay. Right? So basically you, and, it, and you basically, you press a button and yep. it'll take a sample. It needs about five to seven seconds. Okay. And usually will get you your result almost instantaneously. Sure. Now they have like uh, in their they've they've got in their sound library some phenomenal number of 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 songs. Songs. Yeah. Like it's just it's astonishing yeah. how many. So so but you think about it like they're not sitting there and comparing that song that you just heard to every every single song out there that's not how it works it uses hash technology to actually come up with it it's 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 unbelievably hash remarkable technology yeah so this is a so you've heard of people talk about um you may may not have but when when they store passwords they don't actually store passwords they store hashes which is basically key parts of your password okay and that allows you to recreate it when you use. Um, Interesting. But uh, so with Shazam, what they do is they do a spectrograph of the entire song. Okay. So it's basically got amplitude, frequency, and then in uh, then timber. Oh yeah. Okay. And it uh, it and so if you look at a spectrograph, it's like uh, it's got bumps and peaks and colors. Right. Right. Okay. And then what it does is it takes the it goes through the whole song and identifies key. Key okay. peaks and valleys and as a combination and then it ditches all the information and just creates a scatter graph and then from the scatter graph it divides that into what are called hashes which are these it's kind of like a i'm not sure how to describe it um but basically it's it's a very reduced okay and then it allows you to compare very quickly right and uh allows you to go through the whole thing there's a very cool um video from this guy who does it's it, his uh, his youtube is called real engineering and he goes through in crazy detail wow and uh it's uh it's remarkable how how smart the solution is interesting and it how quickly because you need to be able to do it very very quickly right, right? so for example do you have any music on your phone uh i think i do so so, like, but let me ask you. So, so I, well, would it be? I would. I'll get you to play it. Okay. And we'll show you how fast now, Shazam works. Would it be able to recognize? This is totally not what we we're going to talk about. But. <laughs> you said Soundhound isn't very good. We were at a. My band was playing, mm -hmm. and um, our our lead singer was doing a solo set. And yeah. He was singing a song acoustically. Yeah. My wife would. Oh, I don't recognize that song. And Soundhound was able to pick it out. Well, Soundhound is good for non-published works to try and figure it out. Okay. Shazam is good for published works. So if you actually have... Like, does it have to be the the exact... You can uh, do it in a noisy version? environment. You can do it... So, yeah. Well, so you should use the version. Right. It can be in a very noisy environment. Okay. Well, here, let's test this. And, and we may get in trouble here with... Uh, well, we'll be very quick because uh, we're just trying... Uh, copyright. We're not... Okay. So I just tapped Soundhound. 
Searching. Take on me. Yep. Aha. Uh -huh. 2017 acoustic. Yep, exactly. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Like, that was so fast. Yeah. Right? And and what's super slick is now you can... That was Shazam, not SoundHouse. It's Shazam. Yeah. And uh, Shazam got bought by Apple. Okay. So now it goes to Apple Music, and I can add that, that tune to my... Oh, yeah. So you're sitting there at well, a Sound concert. SoundHound does that too, though, I found. You can go to iTunes. Well, I, I used sometimes to, it'll actually even give you the lyrics in real time. I, I, used to, I have SoundHound well. too, but uh, Shazam is definitely, I'll definitely check it slicker. Out. Right. Um, anyway, uh, so anyway, that, that's totally off. Little known fact. It's <laughs> famed actor Sinbad. Yeah. He uses an app called Kazam. <laughs> But nobody else can find it. <laughs> That's uh, if, for people who don't know, there is Isn't that a, the Shazam uh, Mandela effect. Yeah, there's a Mandela effect that people remember uh, people. Sinbad being in a in a genie movie called Kazam, but it never he wasn't. <laughs> it was actually uh, Shaq Shaquille Shaquille O'Neal was in a movie called I can't remember what the hell it was called, but he played a genie. In something was it called Sinbad? It might have been called Shazam, actually. No, it wasn't Sinbad. Know. It was Shaquille. No, no, it was Shaquille O'Neal. People remember but, but Sinbad what? being in playing a genie, but in, I, a, in a movie Kazam. I think yeah, but I, I thought that the movie that the movie title might have been called Sinbad with Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, maybe. Maybe that yeah. why it's a confusion. I didn't think so, though. But, but anyway. It, it, but it, people swear, and that was the whole controversy, was, well, they just ripped off Sinbad's movie. You know, it's just a remake with Shaquille O'Neal. But it turns out well, it's like there is no movie, but, but many, many people remember seeing it. Swear black and blue that uh, when they were a kid, they had it on VHS or... You know, so anyways. Well, it's like uh, it's like everybody remembers and repeats the phrase, Luke, I am your father. Including James Earl Jones when he but, gets into uh, But he never actually says it that way. Supposedly. Well, no, in the movie, he didn't actually say it. But it's another Mandela effect it, where people uh, remember. They, don't, they remember the phrase, but it, it the phrase is kind of paraphrased, right? He's... He doesn't actually he say says, it super directly. He says, no. Yeah. I am your father. I am your father. Yeah. But anyways, interesting. Um, okay, so, so last so season Shazam, was great. We covered so much stuff. We did. James you wanted to know what I liked about it. Yeah. I um well a couple things. A, I think it's cool to be, you know, joining the podcast revolution. Mm -hmm. Um certainly this is I wanna I wanna maybe expand that to some other podcasts, but plus I think it the regularity of getting together. I certainly think it's it's allowed us to. I mean, we've been friends for a long time, but Get to know you know, we'd go that. months without just because life is busy. But now the regular cadence has been it's been a awesome, lot of fun. Awesome, yeah. Um, and yeah, just sort of being you know putting stuff out there and uh, also amusing. And I think you're right. Now suddenly it's like, oh yeah, I got to pay attention, come up with some stuff to talk about. It just it's a bit of purpose. So. It's, it's quite of, a, quite enjoyable. Well, and, and and the little the the crazy little structure that we came out, I think it works. It works at least for, it seems, for us. Yeah, it covers and, uh, uh, some interesting stuff, and I enjoy. And you it. know, I, there's a bunch of people who who listen to it regularly uh, who enjoy it. I, it'd be great if we can hear from. I them. think now that we have, yeah, <laughs> I I think there's a magic number of episodes. Then you can actually start going and and and. Uh, like there's an Alberta podcast network. Now I've or something. applied to them. I haven't heard anything. You so, know, just like yeah. crickets. I'm like... sure they're understaffed and overworked, but uh, <laughs> like everything else, cool. But yeah, no, it's been great, and I'm looking forward to season two. This um, this season, I'm hoping that so we did have a guest. A guest, last yeah, year. that worked out really well. Um, I think what we'll do is um, up our game, we'll up our game, yeah. and uh, have more guests. We our set right. is changed quite a bit. Absolutely, we actually have a real table. That's as, right. Uh, uh, it's quite a vintage antique thing. Yeah. Came where did this come from? Lori's dad. Wow. No, he is, so I'm is not it, sure where he haunted? got it. No, but on that side, it's got like uh, 
So, uh, Ooh, the whole thing, fake drawers that actually are a door. It's a door because in there is this tray and the tray pops out and your typewriter would be here. So it actually, it's got this weighted shelf that comes up. So you hide your typewriter. That is awesome. And uh, I'm old enough to have. <laughs> For those of you who don't know what a typewriter is. A typewriter is. is a thing. It's like a keyboard <laughs> that goes clack, 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 clack. That's right. I got a I got a typewriter, an electric typewriter for my 18th birthday um, for school. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was a little portable electric typewriter. It wasn't one of the big IBMs. Uh, those were famous too, right? They with the uh, ball? The, yeah, the and they were cast or... iron frame. They weighed about 200 pounds what or something. It's called an IBM Selectric? Yes. Uh, this was not that. This had the the strikers, yeah. but it was a neat little electric typewriter, and I used it through college. And by the time I got to university, uh, computers had sort of taken over. And that well, was I always think it's interesting why, you know, uh, like why it's a QWERTY keyboard. Yes, and it, it was because they they spaced out the letters so that right. you weren't tight. So so they these had little levers, right, that would strike. Exactly. So they they were basically looking, you know. Uh, and trying to make sure that as you're typing the average word, you're not having them coming from the same side exactly. so that they're, they're as, as messed up as cadence, possible. Yeah. Every now and then they would cross. Yeah. We had the correcting tape. The yeah, they would go like that. And, and you'd have, have to, to back go back and then type and yeah. then hope that it hit the right spot. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's like we were living in caves, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well I, I remember the 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 backspace delete thing was a big uh like just just to be able to to go back one letter and it would it would it would fire it right. off but you know what just hit it just something just hit me it seems like the the easier it gets to write the lazier as a society we are <laughs> with writing because think about it before the typewriter you had to basically it was it was Penmanship, right? Yes. People would write these very proper English. They were doing it by hand. And now we've got, you know, we went to the typewriter and now we're basically well, uh, well, to, to, everybody's texting. If you want and we're getting stupider and stupider in how we write. But but you want if you want to um write in secret code, use cursive. My son cannot read cursive. The problem with that is when I write in cursive, it's so secret <laughs> no, no, that I can't read it either. <laughs> Within an hour, it's just become a mystery. What the hell did I write here? So, but, but, <laughs> not good for the but shopping even, list. But even the, uh, we were at a, a restaurant and they had, um, you know, you can, you can use these apps and they'll do a cursive, but it's still. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, so the menu was done that oh, way. Oh, he couldn't read he it. He couldn't read it. Yeah. Like he's just like I don't I don't know yeah. why I abandoned cursive around about the time I started engineering, I started just going to a printed block yes. for uh, my writing because I couldn't read it. <laughs> well, now you, well, I, can, I mean, if you look at my writing, yeah. it's hard to read. <laughs> um, so yeah, so basically, it's been it's been a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to a, a second season here. Some guests. So this, uh, yeah. So we're gonna try and we'll see if we can launch a launch a. It, I don't think we'll do a live stream until we get going. Right. But we'll do some recorded. Uh, and, yeah. It occurred to me this morning, oh, we haven't really promoted that at all. So it's no. kind of a waste of time. So uh, we'll see how this goes. Yeah. This turns Once out. people get used to the video, they'll be clamoring for more. Now it's really going to take off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, we'll have we'll have more guests and um, cover more territory, hopefully. Yeah. Although we did cover a ton of territory. We did. We did. Yeah. Uh, you know, a few people have said they like that that variety of stuff it's not yeah so i think we'll continue so what kind of media are you consuming ah what kind of media am i consuming i finished my second jack reacher novel uh and now i've i said to my wife i'm not gonna buy another one because the first two that i that i read just sort of came to me like the universe just popped them up uh so i'm just waiting for the, the next one to just show up like in one of these community book things or okay you know uh so we'll see how long that takes i've been watching obi-wan I have which watched Obi One, which is uh, remarkably good. I really enjoyed it. It is very much uh, so. The Mandalorian and Boba Fett are kind of in a side world. Yes. Whereas this, this is, is smack dab oh, in the totally middle of the the narrative for between, New Hope and yeah, exactly, and the whole 
I'm surprised Dave Filoni and uh, and Favreau's names don't pop up in the credits. They're not related? They're not in, I don't think they're as involved. Hmm. Now, I haven't watched the credits all the way through, but they're, they seem to be more at arm's length, if anything. Well, I'm impressed that, that I'll let you read the credits. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm usually a skip next episode. Um, but it's it's really good. Yeah. Have I've... you noticed? they? I noticed this when I was watching episode two, and I saw it on, on YouTube today, a bunch of people talking about it. There's a, a series of movies that people are claiming that they're paying homage to with the Obi-Wan series. Oh, I have not. Uh, it's John Wick. Oh, really? Yeah. So there's a couple of, without giving away, there's a couple of scenes where the scenario in Obi-Wan is like exactly the same as the John Wick movies. Okay. And so people are like, and it turns out one of the producers for Obi-Wan it was an executive producer for the third John Wick movie. So they're like, aha, it's a little bit of a, a nod to uh, Keanu uh, Reeves there. Well, so they're the, so on Friday they dropped. So this is uh so we're, as we're recording it, last day May, of May, last day of yep. May. Um, on last Friday, they dropped two episodes. So one and two, there's a total of six episodes. So there's only four more. Yeah. And they're dropping as, Per usual Disney Plus at 3 a.m. on Wednesdays. Right. So there'll be one tomorrow. Oh, there you go. So I'm really enjoying that. Uh, um, just finishing season one of Ozark. Man, it's dark. <laughs> I, well, you're further along than I ever got. It's it's so good. I enjoyed it, but, but I don't know. It was a bit. Cre- I found it a little little creepy at times, and I'm not a big horror it's fan. A it's a show where it's dark. There'll be times where I'm like, there's 20 minutes to go, and I'm just like. Oh man, can we just get through this? Because I am so on on edge as to what might happen, yeah. and then something else happens. Right? Yeah, exactly. But they just very yeah. So it's not really a horror. It's not show, a horror. It's just but uh, it's got that suspenseful. You know what's going to happen, and it's all just horrible. So well, there's some horrible people <laughs> doing horrible things. It's um, like I said, it's I wanted something akin to Breaking Bad, and it's like they ratcheted it up notch and jason well, bateman who still basically plays always the same character yeah. but now is just like slightly evil jason yeah. bateman. so as opposed to evil the more bateman. befuddled jason bateman so <laughs> it's but it's it's i'm quite enjoying it um i watched uh season three of hannah so hannah is based hannah? upon there was a movie i think was it liam neeson was in it Oh, is this the girl? It's a girl. And, and she's then, like a genetically or or just maybe by training. Both. Um, so uh, uh, Eric Bana played the father in the movie. Yes. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Eric Bana. That's yes. correct. Yeah. And then so they did a TV series on Prime. Okay. Um, and so the first um, the first part of season one was basically a retelling of the movie. Okay. So it's the same story. Um, or same general story, right? Um, with a lot more backstory, mm, a lot more detail, course. and um, and it was really good. And the girl that plays Hannah is, uh, she's really, she's quite, quite uh, charismatic and uh, nice. So she alternates between, you know, this, you know, big wide-eyed kind of kid mm. to this. Um, <laughs> Excuse me. To uh, to a total badass who's. Right, you know, like just amazing. Anyway, uh, so is that on uh, Prime? I'm on Prime, yeah. And um, and so I just watched season three, and uh, what was really interesting with season three is, um, they re- they reveal there's this character, and uh, he's, um, he's like a top dog or whatever, and it's um, it's he's played by Ray Liotta. Oh, and I hadn't seen Ray Liotta for years and years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he kind of was I, I out of the limelight. For I didn't a while, quite right? recognize him initially, he and I go, "Yeah, that's, quite a bit. that's Ray Liotta." Yeah, and uh, who just regrettably passed away. Last I know, year. and the that thing is, very that, unexpected. So, uh, over the course of about a week, I discovered Ray Liotta. <laughs> I saw him, and then he was dead. Yeah, like it's just. Uh, so you think it's your fault, basically? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Should have stayed. Should have stayed in hiding. <laughs> yeah, he was sixty-seven, and um, which is not he that old. Died in his sleep. Uh, he was down in Dominican Republic 
making a movie he was making a movie yeah, yeah. he's a pretty active actor still yeah um, well he'd been away for a while but yeah he i guess he'd had a renaissance the last few years yeah great actor and uh, a lot I of presence in, uh, oh he plays in a real bad guy Field of in, dreams uh, good fellas yeah we played Shoeless Joe and uh, Shoeless Joe Jackson. Joe Jackson, yeah. And um, and the other, uh, so the other thing I watched was Strange New Worlds. I am yes. thoroughly enjoying. I that. love it. This is uh, I. This is not what I expected. It is such a you know pays great homage to to uh, the original Star Trek. Absolutely. Um, more so than the next generation ever did. The next generation kind of did, but Yeah, well, but this it, being a prequel, they, they pretty much have to. But yeah, but it's this they're is doing such so, a good job. Such a good oh, job. Like a lot of attention to detail and a lot of uh, you know, but it's not the same stories. No. It is exactly. totally different stories. It's the you know the thing thing I find is the stories are Good stories drive good movies. Absolutely. So, how well, going you... back to the episodic where every show is self-contained, yet it's, it's still part of a wider arc. But it, you know, it's so is, refreshing, is perfect because everything else has become completely episodic. Absolutely. And yes. uh, Star Trek was at the beginning or near the time of the beginning of when, or TNG. Uh, was in place when there was this push towards more longer arcs. Yeah, well, Deep Space Nine, I think, was really the one that started, started doing it. That. Although yeah. each episode is self-contained, but it's part of a bigger... Um, and then Enterprise, again, they were trying to do that balance, but certainly Discovery, Picard have gone fully fully you gotta watch the, the whole thing you have to watch the whole thing yeah, and if a, you, it's a you movie, can't watch them out of the out yeah, of sequence it's a movie over 10 hours or well whatever, this is right? the thing with apparently all these mcu series they are you don't want you can't watch them out of sequence you have to right. watch them in sequence exactly or they don't make any sense yeah and so, um so but uh, yeah i agree I'm, I'm i'm loving it and uh the characters are so good well and you know one, one thing that occurred to me so the the, the last episode and maybe this is a bit of a spoiler, but ah, who cares? <laughs> is uh, about the Gorn, which harkens back to the original series. Yeah. The the sort of giant lizards. Yeah. The brilliant thing, they did not show them, right? No, not only did they not so show them. So it's a battle them. in space. You know they're scary. Uh, they've been alluded to as having been, you know, horrible because one of the characters has... has uh, backstory yeah but they resisted the oh let's just throw a cgi one in they were well, like, and nope. it, there's an interesting line in Brilliant. it and I, and I don't think it's it's a huge spoiler but there's this line she basically says so she says how come nobody's ever seen the gorn i said oh there's a lot of people that seen the gorn they just didn't live yeah 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 exactly <laughs> and uh so it's uh I mean the gorn in the original series looks not as scary as these I mean, you don't see them in this yes. one. But they did have them they in Enterprise. Seem, and they were they were CGI'd. Really? And yeah, so early two thousands, because that ran until what about two thousand five? They look similar. Uh, it was not a great. Like, let's say if they remaster it, they would do a better job. So it looked very much like early two thousands, not top line CGI because it was a TV show, right? Yeah, yeah, so they yeah. they they looked like a cartoonish sort of lizard person. Okay. Right? But uh, anyways, I thought it was re really well done. Totally enjoying the chemistry between the characters. Anson oh, yeah. Mount is amazing. He's amazing. And just, uh, uh, you know, an exercise in leadership. Like, oh, like yeah. you can learn he is the kind of leader that people will follow. Absolutely. And uh, you totally understand why. And uh, like even some of the characters like Nurse Chapel. Right. right? Like, who says that? I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well they've really reimagined her character yeah well she was more uh, of a support character before and well and, and very much a, a character of the 60s right like the woman in waiting and very demure and uh and so that well, just she went, played that number just, one originally yeah yeah and, yeah. and uh rebecca rebecca romaine romaine uh she's doing an awesome oh, job she's incredible she, she's yeah. uh like yeah but you know the thing i've read in several places is like the three main uh, principal actors, and I bet some of the other cast too, are, are all lifelong Star Trek fans. Oh, I didn't. So know. for these folks, this is like 
Well, Rebecca, this is awesome. Right? Rebecca Romaine has been in like the X Men. She was in the Librarians. Yep, she was in the original, uh, not the original, but the um, a version of the Punisher movie. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. She's uh, been in lots. She's been, and her husband. Well, she was married to John Stamos back in the day. Oh, really? But now she's married to Jerry O'Connell. Okay. From Stand by Me. Yeah. And he does the voice of the first officer on Star Trek Lower Decks. So they're both in the Star Trek universe oh, right wow. now. Well, and uh, I can't remember. There's somebody famous that's the voice in, of the computers on, uh, on Star Trek, uh, uh, Strange New Worlds. Who, oh, is that right? I think so. Yeah, I'll have to look it up. Okay, I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, of course, Major Barrett. She passed away. Being dead. Yeah. I think she's dead. Oh, yeah, she's dead. Because she lived a lot longer than Gene Roddenberry yes, and took over the but she race. was a lot younger than him, too. So, yeah. Yeah. so anyway, uh, so that's what media okay, consumer. Okay, cool. Um, I think that wraps it up for today. All right. We haven't run out of... Uh, or did we? <laughs> oh, looks like we did run out. Oh, no. Anyway. What do you want to do? <laughs> Part two. <laughs> so, um, well... We uh, that was a really great show. That Jeff. really was a great show. <laughs> uh, if you're watching this on our uh, recorded video, you will see that there is a huge gap. Yep. You'll have to tune into our podcast to, to hear the to catch the stuff, audio, the, the audio of the that stuff that's recorded. in the middle. Yeah. Um, I realize you can act it out with puppets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will tell you that there is a. Uh, I, I realize there's a 30 minute time limit on my record thing, Oops. so. Uh, it uh, it kicked in and we we're merrily talking yeah. along and uh, so uh, we'll get better. We'll get better. <laughs> I'll have this fixed for the next next show. Anyway, uh, maybe we'll do a two angle thing. Oh, Ooh. oh man! Uh, have a really great week. Yeah, Jeff. you too, Mark. It's good seeing good you. See you again. And um, ciao for now. Alrighty. See ya. Bye bye. Mm -hmm.